salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, the Kamish. I apologize to all those listening to this episode for my voice. I kind of lost it during the week, trying to get it back, and I'm hoping that it's sharp enough for you guys to listen and be able to understand and comprehend what I have to say this evening. It's coming up on the midnight hours. I usually do when it comes to my episodes, and this is a very special episode. It's close and dear to my heart because it involves people. It involves a person that I really do feel has been vilified for the last few weeks since he has announced that he will no longer be the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. By now, we should know who this person is. He's probably been on every radio station, on every TV station, on every broadcast, podcast you can find. This gentleman deserves a little bit more attention than what he's getting. The attention that I believe he's getting is more negative than it is positive. And that's in large part because of who he is and perhaps his background as a offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. He has been in this organization for the last 10 years. He was a running back coach, moved up to becoming an offensive coordinator. And as of this past week, was just assigned and becomes the next offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. I am overjoyed knowing that we have a brother like Mr. Eric Bienemy on the Washington Commanders payroll that I believe will provide a sense of promise and potential for this team, for this organization moving forward. Based on what I do know and what I've heard over the last five or six days, this man is incredible. This man is outspoken. This man is a tyrant. He is a person that you should not take lightly. He is a person that expects 110% out of you every day, every night. Very simple, very discreet. Sticks by his, stays by his gun, sticks by the rules. There is anything about Mr. B enemy at this point that we can think of that should cause negative attention. However, that's all I've heard over the last week since he has been assigned and has become the new offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. There are so many people out there that thought this was the worst move he could ever make in his life as a coach. Now, I understand the critics. I completely understand the perspectives that are out there. There are a lot of objective people that feel different about the expectations of this man going to Washington. I don't know why. I get it. I understand he comes from a litany of superstars, high-ranked people, and one of the best coaches in NFL history, side up with one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. I get all of that. But I think people have to also understand that Patrick Mahomes has only been there for six seasons. The success of the Kansas City Chiefs came when he came into the picture. 
those years prior to Patrick Mahomes, they've had Alex Smith, they've had Chad Henney, they've had quarterbacks that have come and gone out of that system because they were not fit for what Andy Reid wanted to do with that offense. And it's relative. Not every quarterback is fit for that team. But it goes beyond Patrick Mahomes. Believe it or not, it does go beyond Patrick Mahomes. People may not be able to understand this, but for where Andy Reid walked, Eric Bieniemy was not too far behind. Eric Bieniemy still had a job to do to keep that offense in sync, to be able to execute game after game, week after week. It was paramount that Eric Bieniemy kept that offense along with the running backs in line. It was mandatory for these guys to understand that when Eric Bieniemy spoke, he basically jumped. Because in most cases, you would hear more from him than you might have through Andy Reid. Although there are people that express their feelings about what they believe. Eric Bieniemy meant to them. And by now, we know those culprits. We know those people that have played under Eric Bieniemy and have played under Andy Reid and have earned the success and gained the wealth of what that team received over the last five seasons. Those five seasons meant trips to the AFC Championship game, Within that span of five years, they went to the Super Bowl three times, of which they won the Super Bowl twice. Now, as many people may or may not believe, Eric Bieniemy was a part of that winning tradition there in Kansas City. There's not too many people that would think different about Eric Bieniemy that have been coached under him. However, we cannot understand. For some people, it's so hard to even fathom why he would take a job in Washington. As if Washington was the worst job in the world. Now, I understand it's a lateral move. For those that may not understand the term lateral, it's basically going from left to right, from one side to the other side. That's a lateral move. You're not going up, you're not going down. He's the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders, but he was the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. How many people downed him? How many people vilified him? How many people made made a mockery of him? How many people scrutinized him, ostracized him, belittled him, because they felt that was the worst move he could make. Well, listen to me. As I struggle with my voice, listen to me when I tell you that this is not the first time that he's applied for a job of which he would have the potential of being his own person. What I mean is this. For Eric Bieniemy to become better than what he is, he had to leave the nest. He had to leave under the tutelage of Andy Reid. After 10 seasons, 
Andy Reid spoke up for this man when it was time for him to get a job as a head coach. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? He did not get any offers. He has been through a plethora of interviews with different teams. I lose count. It's been more than 12, but nobody wants to give this man a job. How disparaging, how disturbing, how disgraceful, how disrespectful it must feel to know that you are the best offensive coordinator out there to date and nobody wants to give you a job. Yet the narrative is the same. Why would he make such a move? Why would he make a lateral move? Why would he go from being offensive coordinator to being offensive coordinator with a team that is not good, a team that may not even qualify in the playoffs? Well, that is the reason. Because it's the only team that would give him a chance to do the things that he wanted to do, that he has an opportunity to do. And it's not to say what could happen to him as time goes on. This is not a situation where he's going to spend the next 10 seasons as an offensive coordinator. If you believe that, then you're a fool. Because why would he take another job as an offensive coordinator at Washington? Shout out to the Washington Commanders. Bravo to you guys. You did the right thing. You convince this man that he can be his own coach and that Rivera would do the best he could to make sure that he has an opportunity to spread that wisdom of being an offensive coordinator and assistant head coach, mind you, with this organization that needs all the help in the world. We look at what Dallas has done. We've looked at what Philly has done. We've looked at what the Giants has done. And Washington saying to themselves, why can't we be a part of that? And maybe this is the reason why you didn't have Eric Bieniemy. Although there's those people that said that all money isn't good money. What the hell does that mean? I understand you guys cannot respond back to this episode. You could, but the question remains, what are we talking about by saying it's not good money? Anytime you get more money from one job to the next is good. Why wouldn't this be good money? Because he's still an offensive coordinator? Guess what, knuckleheads? He can't get a job as a head coach. He's been there, done that. Yeah, it would probably make sense if he stayed in Kansas City, but what would that prove to him? What would that prove to Eric Bieniemy that he doesn't already know? In the meantime, he sees jobs being filled by other coaches that don't even have the same acumen or even the same resume as Eric Bieniemy. And yet still, Eric Bieniemy can't get a head coaching job. Now, I don't want to keep beating that dead horse because I know we've heard it all week long. And it's still sad. It's, 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 it's damn near tragic to hear that this man can't get a head coaching job. Because if you're asking the commission this evening, he has to be. And in my mind, he is the best offensive coordinator in the NFL. If Andy Reid is the best coach in the NFL, the daggone it, Eric Bieniemy has to be the best offensive coordinator in the NFL. The irony is that nobody wants to take him on as a head coach. Why is that? 
Now, of course, racism comes to mind. Systemic racism comes to mind. And I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. But I want to think if I dug deeper into this hole, this may go beyond racism. I got to believe for the number of owners that thought different of this man and still do. It's the fear that this man may have the potential of being the best coach out there and we don't want to link him into our legacy. We don't want Eric Bieniemy to be the winningest coach of this organization because it pretty much taints what the legacy looks like. We're happy to have him as an assistant coach. We're happy to have him as an offensive coordinator. But I have to frown my face if we're talking about making him a head coach. And it's not right. This man has proven to everybody in the NFL, to all 32 teams, that he deserves to be the head coach. And yet we watch Shane Steichen take a job in Indianapolis. We watch Frank Reich take a job in Carolina. We watch Jonathan... Uh, Gannon take a job there in Arizona. We watched D'Amico Ryans take a job in Houston. We watched Sean Payton take a job in Denver. It's the point. It's the point that nobody gives a damn about Eric Bieniemy and his success. We don't give a damn about just how great of an offensive coordinator he is. If you think about the time period in 2007, and Tony Dungy took over the role of head coach with the Indianapolis Colts, there were so many people on board with the idea of Tony Dungy being the head coach in Indianapolis in large part because they felt as though he knew enough about football. He had the knowledge to help Peyton Manning win a championship, and he did. But the scrutiny that came with him taking that position echoed throughout the NFL about how too nice of a coach he was, too lenient of a coach he was. What sense does this make? It's not so much the character as it is the execution. What I mean by that is this, ladies and gentlemen, for what we gave Tony Dungy the credit for, we should do the same for Eric Bieniemy. Anybody that allows ourselves to be able to rejoice to know that Eric Bieniemy is in a better place in Washington should give him praise. Why downplay him? Why downgrade who he is? Why besmirch the person that he is? Why think that he cannot do a great job in Washington? And I've heard it all from every commentator, every broadcaster, every journalist, every analyst, and it's sickening to hear because there are some they give him praise. There are some that are happy to see him take this position, as I am. And I'm not being a homer. 
It's just the fact that this man is in a position where now he can work his magic. And maybe that magic can help the Washington Commanders become contenders again. It's been years since this team had any opportunity to even come close to the Super Bowl because we didn't have that type of person. We didn't have that 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 fire and and that strength and that swag and the mentality and the intelligence of an offensive coordinator do something with this team. We've seen people come and go, and yet we were fortunate enough, blessed enough to find something that worked for him to go to Washington. And again, I say bravo, because now it's not so much about what he can do for Washington, it's what he can do for Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy is an enigma in this system because people cannot figure out for the life of him what type of person he is. As many interviews as he's been on, as many times he's talked to owners and general managers alike, nobody either wants to A, take the time out to find out more about him, or B, take the time out to even give this man a chance to show what he can do in spite of his resume, in spite of going to the Super Bowl three times. You'd rather take a person that's only been there once. You'd rather take somebody that's only been an offensive coordinator for two years. You'd rather go with somebody that might not have anything going for themselves, may not have proven themselves worthy of a head coaching position. Whether they play, whether they call plays or not. And I get it. Doug Peterson never called a play. Matt Nagy never called a play. These are guys that were offensive coordinators under Andy Reid, but they all got head coaching positions. I understand that, but this is a different dynamic. And we know by now this is a different dynamic. And there seems to be nothing we can do other than move people left move people right and hope and pray that at some point they will get a head coaching position. See, the significance of this move has less to do with the amount of money he earns or how good the money may be. This is about an opportunity for him to become a head coach the moment that Coach Ron Rivera decides to call it quits. And I have to believe Rivera's knocking on that door right now as we speak. Why? Because he realized that the NFL's passed him by. He's done as much as he could with this team. And they've come up short yet again. There's some people that just understand that they don't have it. Ron Rivera doesn't have it anymore. People love him for who he is. Outstanding person warm-hearted person, considered person, will give you the shirt off his back, but it's not winning games. It's not getting us to the big the big dance. They come up short the last three or four weeks of the season. You fire Scott Turner, and we think that's the answer. The answer lies in what Washington will do with Eric Bieniemy and Ron Rivera in the next 24 months. Why 24 months? 
because that will be the time that we will see Eric Bieniemy transition from offensive coordinator and assistant head coach to head coach. And then we'll get to see what type of person he truly is with a team that he brought from the ground up. This was a team that was only two or three games away from the playoffs, mind you. And Ron Rivera said it sometime midway through the season, it's the quarterback. Well, guess who worked with a, a quarterback that's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL? Guess who has the possibilities, the potential of finding another Patrick Mahomes, if it's humanly possible. Do we think that Patrick Mahomes is the only best quarterback in the NFL? No, of course not. It's just the fact that for what Patrick Mahomes has done over the last six years, it's legendary. It's guaranteed a trip to the Hall of Fame. And so Kansas City was able to make a deal that worked. They were able to roll the dice and come up big with Patrick Mahomes. Now, Eric Bannemi has a job to do. He made it clear that you could either come and play or go home. In so many words. He's made it clear. He's drawn the, the line in the sand. That it's either my way or the highway. Either you love me or you hate me. Either you like me or you're about to leave. It's about what I'm going to do with this organization that I can't do in Kansas City that I've tried to exercise with the people there. I've tried to voice my opinions. I've tried to show you guys just how great of an offensive coordinator I am. Andy Reid even spoke up for me, stood his ground for me, and yet he turned a blind eye. Didn't even bother to look my way. Didn't think I had the potential. Didn't think I was smart enough to do this job. Well, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. And what better coach can you have when you have a coach that has something to prove in the NFL? When you know that his potential is about to start right about now. So says the commission. You've been listening to the Kneel Down podcast. Please forgive me as I try to talk. There's so much more I want to say about this man. I don't even know him. And I'm the biggest person to say I'm so optimistic with new coaches, but yet I'm so skeptical because it's a question of what they bring to this system that probably won't work. I remember when they hired Jim Zorn as coach for the Washington Commanders. Of course, at that time, they were the Redskins. And people frowned, stunned by the possibilities of Jim Zorn being a coach for the Redskins. But did we cast him to the side? Did we throw him out with yesterday's garbage? Because he was the head coach of the Washington Redskins at that time? They welcomed him with, with open arms. They welcomed him like a new friend. Yet Eric Bieniemy, to this day, is still being ostracized for taking a job that he should have just stuck with in Kansas City. What I have to say, and I'm going to wrap this up, what I really need to tell ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls out there listening, is that we can't think so small when it comes to people that may not look like you, think like you, react like you. 
non-whites are always vilified for what they might not be able to do, for the fear that they may not know what they're supposed to do, and yet we have to pay them, and yet we have to support them. See, the thing is this, from Eric Bieniemy and a lot of other black coaches that exist in the NFL, and a lot of other minority coaches that are trying to find a leg up in the NFL, the potential's always been there. It's what these owners believe that keeps a glass ceiling over the potential and the success that these coaches could have in the NFL. Because you just want to hire anybody to take over a position. I did an episode that was called The Definition of Insanity. Feel free to listen to it any time on this podcast. And I'm basically saying the same thing again. If you feel as though all I need to do is just bring those same people over and over again to do a job that they couldn't do before, but you're expecting better results, that is insane. Some of these coaches are not made out to be head coaches, but you give them a job anyway. Based off what? Based off what experience? Based off what clarity? Based off what credibility? The most credible person out there is Eric Bieniemy, because he has proven to us that he, along with Andy Reid, can get the job done. Who cares what the naysayers have to say? I'm not going to name drop, but we know those people. Who cares what they have to say? Maybe the reason why these guys are so quote-unquote salty is because Eric Bieniemy put them in their place. And couldn't care less as to who you were. We don't care if you're a two-time Super Bowl champ. We don't care if you're an all-decades team from 2010. Well, no one cares about the accolades. What we care about is execution. Hold the ball the right way. Run up the gap. A gap, B gap, whatever it may be. Execute the play. Run hard. Gain those yards. Try to score. It's very basic. It's very simple. But there's so many players in the NFL that don't either respect it or just can't execute it. And so they take it out on Eric Bieniemy. He has a job to do, and he plans on doing such the job. I am confident that he will have the ears of everybody on that team come September, come week one. Of course, it starts in the offseason. It started with the press conference that took place this past week. This man is going to surprise a lot of people. But it's only going to surprise the handful of people that can't think of anything positive to say about him. Not that he has to prove anybody wrong. But he's going to do it just for the hell of it. So says the commission. I want to thank those again for listening to my show. Means that much to me. I'm heated. I'm, I'm so bothered by this, but I know I got to end this. But congratulations goes to Mr. Eric Bienemy for taking the position in Washington. Lord knows we need you, man. If you listen to this podcast, let the commission be the one to tell you. I don't care what anybody else says. You're a winner in my book. I know what you could do. And I know what you will do with this program. If everything works out well, we will see championships come our way into Washington. 
going to end it like I normally do by saying peace and love to all those out there. Enjoy the weekend. Peace and love to all those out there. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. And I'm out. Thank you.